0: This is the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast. This is a podcast for change catalysts, those that believe we can change the world and that the way things are isn't the way they have to be. Through this podcast, I share tools, tips, and inspiring stories for breaking through limitations, creating meaningful change, and embracing and trusting in your deepest truth. I'm Julian Crossenhill, certified spiritual life coach, human design specialist, and founder of Priesta Vinana, I help spiritually-minded professionals discover and embrace a life of possibility, freedom, meaning, and impact. Welcome, and thanks for listening. Welcome to this episode of Answer Your Unique Calling. I've been talking a lot about spiritual entrepreneurship lately. And as most of you know, I've mentioned this before. Manifesting generator is my human design type, which means that I'm designed to respond. And the way that I respond is I read a lot of articles, I pay attention to a lot of things, and sometimes something just really speaks to me, and I want to respond to it. And in that vein, I had read an article on careers and jobs, and I had planned to record this episode and really talk about career and when to leave a job and, and things along those lines, which included spiritual entrepreneurs, but was also a little more general. But then something happened on Facebook today, and I felt that I really needed to respond to it. So today we're gonna talk about spiritual entrepreneurship again. And so let me tell you what happened. I followed this person on Facebook, and they posted this question. What do you do when you know you need to be on social media to market your business, but don't feel like doing it? Okay, that's a great question. And of course, posting questions on social media is a great way to get engagement, but it can also be a way that some less scrupulous coaches get people to respond and mention a problem that they're having. And then they slide into their DMS and try to sell them based on what they responded to this question. So I don't know whether this person was doing that or not, but I responded, I don't do it. I don't feel like doing it. I don't do it. And you don't need, nobody needs to be on social media to market their business. That's always a choice. There are lots of ways that you can market your business that work And you don't need to be on social media. So I posted something to that effect. And this person replied to me and said, a lot of things won't sell without us behind them, pushing, doing legwork. Hmm. Okay. Let's talk about that because that really sort of triggered me. And I started to type a response and then I just kind of went, you know, I already don't really know the intent behind the original post. And obviously, this poster has some issues, and they've followed up with some other comments. And I realized this was just going to fall on deaf ears. Sometimes people are, you know, I've talked about beginner's mind before, and some people, sometimes people think they know everything, and they're not open to learning. But you, my dear listeners, are open to learning. So let's talk about what's wrong with this person's comment. First of all, I could Feel the fear through this comment. I don't know about you, but the first thing that came to mind was, wow, there is so much fear in this person's business around being able to sell their products. And interestingly, Roz Kincaid and I were having a conversation about fear not too long ago. So those of you who follow know that Roz and I started doing a video live stream every other Friday at noon Eastern where we pick a topic and we just sort of riff on the topic. And we provide some tools and tips, but we also just kind of give our perspectives on a particular topic. And Roz and I were talking about topics for the new year. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you missed the one for Friday the 13th. But there will be another Soul Expansion soundboard on Friday, the 27th at noon Eastern, and we will be talking about frustration. So one of the things Roz and I were talking about as we were coming up with these topics was we, we wanted to, in February, talk about something about fear. Because fear comes up for so many people. It comes up for the, the people that Roz coaches, which are a very different type of client. And it comes up for the people that, I coach, which is a very different client. And so obviously there's a lot of commonality around fear. And one of the things we were trying to sort of decide on is how to structure the topic. And one of the things we were talking about was when fear comes up, what's it trying to tell you, right? Because it seemed to us that oftentimes that fear is some kind of signal. And I think that there's different kinds of fears, And so when I was reading this person's comment, I just really felt like, okay, what if you're feeling this way about selling your products that you've got to be out there pushing and doing legwork and constantly being out there and you're tired and burnt out and you're thinking, I can't take a day off from social media because if I don't, my products won't sell. What is that fear telling you about your business? Because believe me, it has a message about your business. And as a spiritual entrepreneur, if you're feeling that kind of fear, you need to hear that message. So here's what is behind that kind of fear in business. First of all, that person probably doesn't know who their ideal client is. They haven't done the homework to really figure out who is my client, who am I selling to, Who And beyond selling to, because I hate to just sort of treat it as we're selling to someone, who am I trying to help, right? My ideal client is spiritual professionals who feel a spiritual calling and spiritual entrepreneurs who also feel a spiritual calling and want to break through limitations to have the maximum impact that they can in the world and, and literally change the world through their work. So I know who my ideal client is, and I can go into more detail about who that likely is and demographics and psychographics and all of those marketing kind of terms. But the bottom line, I know that my people are spiritual professionals and spiritual entrepreneurs. So I have a good idea of who my ideal client is. So this person probably doesn't, they're probably trying to sell their product to everyone. Right? And that's a common mistake that people make when they're new to business is they think everyone wants to buy this. I want to help everyone. And now you find yourself marketing to this really broad audience with that doesn't have a lot of commonality, which makes it very hard to create content that really speaks to everyone. And it makes it very hard to market. So someone who is saying something like, I've got to be on every day pushing and doing legwork to sell my product, probably needs to niche down a little bit. They're probably trying to Scattershot sell this product to too wide of an audience. So spending time getting clear about who your ideal client is and who you actually are serving is going to be critical. And if you are a spiritual entrepreneur who's finding yourself in this boat where you're trying to market to everyone and you're feeling that if you're not out there pushing, you're you're not going to get clients and you're not going to sell your products or services, take a step back, ask yourself. Who am I serving? Who do I want to help? Because there's probably someone that you want to help more than others. And if you can get that clear and jot that down and then keep that in your mind when you're doing your marketing, you're going to be hundreds of thousands of times more effective in your marketing than if you're just scattershot sending stuff out there to Lord knows who. Okay, so what else is this fear telling this person? Well, I think beyond your ideal client, then once you know who you're trying to serve, you need to make sure that your product fits the need of that ideal client. So my ideal client, for instance, is spiritual professionals and spiritual entrepreneurs. So a lot of the content and a lot of the marketing I create are around career, business, marketing, the things that concern my ideal client. But it's even bigger than that. When I get into my coaching, the kind of coaching I do and the way I approach my coaching is informed by who my ideal client is. I'm working with my clients to break through their, to get through those blocks that are keeping them from stepping up and answering their spiritual calling. I'm helping my spiritual entrepreneurs. Throw away the rule book and find freedom in their business and find the way to do their work in a way that lights them up, excites them, and allows them to be the most effective and have the biggest impact in the world. So I'm fitting what I do to who I want to serve. This person's product is probably has poor market fit. They are probably trying to market something that the client or the audience that they're marketing to doesn't want, and that is never gonna work. Of course, when you're selling something that people don't want, you're gonna be out there needing to beg and try to manipulate and convince them to buy it. So just make it easy on yourself, get clear on who you are serving, and design your products and your services to fit the needs that that person has. And then you're not gonna have this fear around this poor product fit and feeling like you've gotta be out there pushing and trying to convince people to buy your product or service. Okay, so what else can this fear be telling us? This fear could also be telling us that our product doesn't deliver value. And that's kind of a hard one to like face sometimes when you're looking at your products or your services. If you're not delivering value, of course, you're out there trying to push, 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 push to sell this thing. Because when people recognize that your product or service has value, they will want to buy. I know that my product has value because my clients have made breakthroughs. I've had clients go and change jobs and feel much more fulfilled in the new role. I've had them leave jobs that were toxic and find places where they were a much better fit where they were excited to go to work every day. I've had clients who made breakthroughs in their business. I had clients who left jobs and started businesses doing their sacred work. So I know that my product delivers value. My service delivers value. But there's a lot of products and services out there that don't deliver value. And one of the later comments this person made was, Oh, I'd probably do paid ads if I didn't feel like doing social media that day. And ding, 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 that to me is a signal that maybe the product doesn't have a lot of value or deliver a lot of value. Because if you're on social media and you look at the ads some days, what is being pushed in those ads? A lot of times it's low value crap that people don't want. And... I see this a lot with so-called business coaches, and I hate to rag on business coaches all the time because I am a business coach, but I think that I am a different kind of business coach. And this week, I have had no less than seven business coaches slide into my DMs or email me directly, don't know them from Adam, but suddenly they've decided that I need their cohort or their program or that I'm doing something wrong in my business, which What I'm doing is working for me, and that's the most important thing. So I'm getting off topic there. But what I'm saying is a lot of those business coaches, they're not driving value. Their program doesn't have any value to me. They're trying to teach a marketing system that doesn't align with what I want to do or the way I want to show up in my business or or as I talked about previously in a previous episode with my truth about how I want to market my business. And so to me, that product has no value. Now it might be valuable to someone else and that's fine, but to me, to the person they're trying to market to, it has no value. So when that fear is there where I've got to show up every day and I've got to push, 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 and really do the legwork to sell this product or service, it may be that your product isn't delivering enough value. So go back and look at what is the value that my product is delivering? Where do I have evidence of that value? Because your past clients will tell you. And if you've had clients ask for refunds or complain about your product, then it's not delivering enough value and you need to tweak some things. So listen to that fear if you feel like you might be in that boat. Okay, so the other... um, thing that I think that this fear could be trying to tell this person is that maybe their messaging is wrong. So a long time ago, I worked with a business coach, and I had just started out as a brand new coach myself, and I had decided that I was going to create a niche for my coaching, right? Lots of coaches create niches and try to identify my ideal client. And I already knew that my niche was going to be kind of broad because I'm a manifesting generator. I knew I was going to lean into my human design in this. So I'd come up with this niche around answering your, your calling. And at the time, I was it was much more narrowly focused than it is today because today I work a little more broadly within that uh, with spiritual uh, professionals and entrepreneurs. Whereas before I was really focused on people who really just had this deep calling and we're going to go do this amazing spiritual work and, and sacred work. And um, I didn't have a clear vision really of who that was. And it was kind of everybody who, who felt a calling, right? Because that's a mistake that new coaches often make. So I asked this coach, I said, okay, you know, I'm working on marketing this service To my niche. And what if, how will I know if I have the wrong niche? Like if I do all this stuff and I do all this marketing and it doesn't work, you know, do I need to find a new niche? And the coach said, this coach that I was working with said, the problem if it doesn't work isn't the niche, it's the message. And so I think when I read this comment from this person, I thought, well, if you're having to push every day to sell your product and you know that you're marketing it to the right people, you have the right ideal client, you know that the product fits those people, you know that the product delivers value, which I don't think that this person knew any of those things, to be honest, then it must be the message that needs tweaked. Maybe the way you're talking about the product or service isn't the right message. Maybe you're focusing on the wrong problem that the person has. Maybe you're not even really talking about their problem. Maybe you're talking about the features of your product or service versus the benefits and value. And that might not be clear to everyone. So let me sort of talk about that for a minute because – This is a big rookie mistake in marketing. People get focused on the features of what they're selling. So the features of, for instance, a coaching package are it's 12 Zoom sessions over three months. You get the recordings and you get worksheets and you get it's all the stuff you get, right? All the stuff that's sort of provided. But the benefits are the breakthroughs, having someone support. Feel, feeling supported, seen, and heard by someone. You know, it, the benefits are these other things that are a little less tangible. And I learned to focus on the benefits in when I talk about products and services because I remember when I was in the software industry, actually early in my career when I worked in the ISP and telecom aspect of, of engineering, and I was doing network operations for a local ISP and telecom, and we had just hired a new marketing um, officer. And we were in these meetings and we were talking about a product that we were launching. And obviously, as the engineer, I was really excited about the features. So I, you know, our marketing person would be like, great, tell, we're going to start putting together the marketing campaign. Tell me about this product. So you know, I'd say, well, it's got this feature. And she'd go, what's in it for me? And I thought that was weird because every feature I told her, she'd just say, what's in it for me? And what she was trying to get to was, what is the benefit to the person buying this product or service? What is the value that that person is getting out of it? Like listing features, people don't buy features. They buy the transformation. They buy the benefits. They buy the values of that product or service. So if your messaging is focusing too much on the features and not enough on the benefits and the value of the offering, then your messaging might need tweaked. And then finally, I think the other thing that that fear might be telling that person is maybe they're not even marketing in the right way, right? So this person's so concerned about showing up on social media every day, even when they don't feel like it, and maybe their customers would much rather read a long-form blog post Maybe the people they need to sell for to would prefer a YouTube video. Maybe, you know, maybe that per- the people that they need to sell to really want to establish more of a connection and relationship before they buy. And something like getting them on, the e- on an email list and then sending them content by email over a period of time to sort of build a level of comfort and trust is going to be more effective for this person. Because that goes back to my original point that you don't need to be on social media to market your business. There's lots of ways that you can do it. And if you don't want to be on social media or you don't feel like being on there, don't. That's my answer to the original question. Don't do it. Because you don't need to be on social media. And any business that thinks they need to be on social media is probably wrong. It unless you're selling something related directly to social media, I suppose, like, you know, if you sell Facebook games, you probably need to be on Facebook. But for most businesses, you don't need to be on social media. There are lots of ways that you can reach your ideal clients. And this fear that you have to do it every day, that you have to be showing up every day on social media or pushing your products or they're not going to sell, is sending you a message to get back to the basics in your business and really fine tune who you're sell- who you're serving, how you're serving them, and how you're talking about how you serve them. So I hope that that helps. Maybe helps you benefit a little bit from this other person's um, misguided <laughs> approach to their business marketing. Bright blessings. This has been the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast with spiritual life coach, Julian Prossenhill. Help others discover this podcast by leaving a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Did this episode speak to you? Is there something you'd like to hear more about? Have a suggestion for a guest you'd like to hear? DM me on social media or use the contact page on my website to let me know, www.priestofinana.com. That's Priest of Inana, I-N-A-N-N-A dot com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Priest of Inanna. And don't forget to check out the Soul Expansion Soundboard live every other Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn.